Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald. Welcome to 2019, and our first guest for this week's episode, if you remember any Social Surf Club being on, we're chatting with members of Among Legends, whom are also a super talented group of pop-punk rockin' youngsters, and uh, I believe they're friends. And on the show to chat about the band and many things artistically and as performers, I give you Kim and Mitchell of Among Legends. I'm Cameron, I play bass. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> I'm Mitchell. I sing. I'm also Mitchell. I'm a diva. No. <laughs> I'm Cameron. I play guitar in the band. Oh, uh, you boys with hair all look the same. I could. <laughs> I don't have hair. Um, like I told you before, I'm really fucking good. But <laughs> I'm. That's not funny. Con- we say that about our band. That's awesome. <laughs> I think we covered everything, really. Yeah, I the, think that's yeah. it. That's the website. Yeah, that's socials, great. Congratulations! It's the shortest interview we've ever done. <laughs> Mogledges.com, go see them live. That's it, we're great. We're out. Okay. The song Punk Rock Hoser, fellas. Yeah. Too short. Oh, you should come to a real show. Then we play, we double it. Yeah? We do it twice. <laughs> then it's the perfect length. <laughs> <laughs> what, was the, uh, what was the concept behind the video? You put a video up. That's one of the more recent outputs by the band. Yeah, we... Or I just saw it recently. and It's not that old. It's from last year. It's not that old. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. Well, we wrote the song, and then we, and then we did the recording of it, and it was like, it's a pretty dumb song. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. <laughs> and so we, we couldn't really think of... We have no budget, right? So everything is like, we just do it all on our own. And so, so we're like, what, what song... If we wanted to do a music video, what song could we do? And it was... Punk Rock Hoser is the shortest, so hopefully the easiest we could do. Um, so you're like, well, what what's the song about? And it's like just Canadian the stuff. The most stereotypical Canadian <laughs> things you can think of. And that's kind of what we did for the uh, the music video. It's like how outrageous and Canadian can yeah. we be, really? Yeah. And then so so we just like, we got a couple of people together. Our drummer, uh, our drummer Sarah, she had a friend who had a uh, an apartment with a backyard, which was the key. It's like, where could we film something? So we had this backyard. Um, and then we just invited people over. We ordered pizza. We had like hot chocolate. We had like food and drinks available and people just hung out for the day and we just did kind of whatever we thought might be fun for the video. There's a whole bunch of stuff that didn't make it in. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that did. And that's the, it's the, that's it. That's the music video. <laughs> Up here we call that a Canadian Sunday. <laughs> you know what the best way to find out what the most Canadian stereotypes are? Ask any American what Canadian yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I'm assuming like early 20s. Uh, how, old, how old are you guys? I'm 27. Are you sure? <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, I was born in 1991, so I've got to be 27. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm 24. So I think I'm the youngest, actually. What? Yeah, you and Tyler are the same age, right? Yeah, he's yeah. like two months older than me. Yeah. So Sarah and I are the same age. Uh, Cameron and Tyler are the same age. And then Anthony is in the middle somewhere. If the collective age is like mid-20s now, where would that place you at the turn of the century? Like 1999, 2001? I would have been... Yeah, I would have been nine. Yeah, and I was like six. Ten. Nine. Six or seven. 
Okay. I, I can't All do right. math. Watching the Magic School Bus <laughs> educational cartoon shows still maybe. I don't, I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't know yeah, what nine probably. is. You don't still watch the Magic School Bus? <laughs> no, my my girlfriend. Is a cutoff to... point? Yeah. <laughs> For the Magic School Bus? I had Rugrats, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, at the turn of the century, like most movie soundtracks were dominated not by songs like Swalla. They were dominated oh. by <laughs> fucking pop punk music yeah and uh you guys are bringing like punk and pop punk back at a time where you can use that voice talking about struggles love sentimentality is that a thing that you're conscious of yeah we definitely try and like approach those themes in our writing like mitchell and i do most of the lyrics um and it's always so i got the good too yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know we always like like through our own lives you have to talk about things like how you're struggling with it's like relationships or maybe work or school uh we always try and bring it back to a positive sort of resolution in our lyrics i think try and keep the overall message positive um it's just kind of something we go for yeah it um yeah i think there's it's uh i find it really tough to write like fully positive songs like so when, when we do when we do like a song like uh uh, I don't know, like Final Curtain Call or Sit Back and Wait or something, those take me easily um, three to four times longer than like uh, like Reparations or um, or My Heart's at Home or something like that. And I think, uh, I think part of that is that it's maybe easier to, you know, there's that theory that like, like a hundred people can say like nice things to you during the day, but the only person you're going to remember is like the one person yeah. that said something mean to you. Um, I feel like that's sort of, where I find it's easier to write lyrics is like slightly more negative or serious, but it's also really important to me to make sure, like Cameron said, that we're not staying there, that we're not like, you know, like just stuck in this like negative rut. Um, And for anyone who's listening, if they happen to be in that place, I think there's like, there's value in having music that recognizes that not everything is amazing and great in the world. Yeah. But it's, I also don't think it's that great to have music that perpetuates the, like, it's okay to stay here forever in this negative space. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So a lot of our like final verses of like serious songs or a final chorus or something, we'll try to sort of push it to right. whatever, what's, what's the next step, that sort of thing. Let's not pretend everything's rosy. And, yeah. But, but let's acknowledge what, we can be yeah as a species or whatever. sure yeah no no no, no. The, 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 the world is shit but we can, <laughs> we can do we can get toilet paper you know yeah um <laughs> that's the cat's job um <laughs> tell me how pop punk and like the sound that reminds me of being in high school how did that enter your lives the first time i heard pop punk was like when did Blink-182 release Take Off Your Pants and Jacket? Was that 2004? 2001. There was a YTV Big Fun Party Mix thing that had, I think, First Date on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it also had uh, I'd Do Anything by Simple Plan. Right. So I remember like hearing that at a friend's house, and I immediately went out and bought the, the two records for Simple Plan and uh, Blink-182. And then Green Day released American Idiot. A few days or a few years later, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two thousand four. So, so kind of around that time was when I started getting into it. I just need to talk a little bit about the YTV Big Fun Party Mix. <laughs> that is how I discovered the Hamster Dance, uh, okay. which was 
a great song. <laughs> I don't know if it holds up, but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a real highlight. Somebody played the hamster dance at school one day, and I was oh, like, yeah. I need this song. <laughs> and then I went to the store, and there was a big fun party mix, and then I, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and the and the rest of your life wasn't so great after that. Like that was the highlight of your life. I have been trying every day with this band to write a song as good as the Hamster Dance. <laughs> <laughs> Something <laughs> has to make people feel like that song made. Maybe me it's because we use real words. Maybe if we that stopped writing real words, then we'd be as good as the Hamster Dance. Pop punk for me. The first like punk band I ever listened to was Less Than Jake, um, and they're my favorite band of all time. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of like they have a lot of like poppy sort of elements to them right very like very melodic um similar chord progressions to to pop songs and stuff like that and so i kind of went into both directions i'd like what other sort of punk or pop punk bands kind of carried that mix of like pop chords but punk rock energy and then also like what other regardless of style like what other ska bands could i find um so I did, you know, like all all of those sort of subgenres all at the same time, kind yeah. of in my music discovery. Nice. Yeah. Lullabies that make you want to throw rocks at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming because you guys have worked pretty damn hard, or <laughs> have done quite a bit of stuff, played lots of gigs, you've recorded lots of music. Mm-hmm. You're there. There is an excitement there. Tell me what I'm missing out on. How are the audiences? Small. What audiences? <laughs> <laughs> They're small. This uh, show is all set up, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> um, it's really fun. Like, like we, we, the the podcast that you mentioned earlier. Um, we met the the person who runs that podcast at a show, um, and that was really cool. And she had a lot of fun, and we have a lot of fun up on stage, and mm-hmm. um, and and it's and it's it's. Yeah, it's it's just fun and and even if the crowd is small, it doesn't it, it would be nice if all the crowds were big, but but it, we really focus on like having a lot of fun with each other up yeah. on stage. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it doesn't really matter the size of the crowd, we're always going to give it 120%. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it is nice like like in the like the woes and electric or like play a cover song or something yeah. and people start dancing like that's it's 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 just like icing on the it cake. It feels good. <laughs> yeah, it does. But we're also like we have no illusions about like you mentioned like how potentially not lucrative this is. Um, well, and yeah. and it's and so it's it's like the fact that we can play shows and have fun together and we and the five of us get along like that's 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 what I love about it. Mm-hmm. And then and then if other people like it like that's just that's just a bonus. But I I I think we would still play shows if everyone hated it, I think. That's the, whole, that's, yeah. that's the thing about punk. Like, like I'm a singer-songwriter, always have been. Yeah. When I was doing like my Weezer thing, when I was just starting out and, and I hadn't found the contours of what I do, right. I was opening up for punk bands. We didn't, we didn't have big audiences. I would, I, would, I would wait till the end of the night and I would watch these great bands. And I'm turning around, I'm like, how is this not a packed house? Mm-hmm. And it's because it's this great, gravy place where punk rock sits where you you're not an in-between person you are out to connect you're out out to feel something you're out to hear guitars turned up as loud as they can be yeah and um or like if you're lukewarm about punk you're that's not a thing it doesn't (laughs) you know what i mean but uh you said you do it because you love it yeah yeah yeah. it's it's awesome like it's so much fun and and if there's there's people there then 
we have a great time and we feed off that energy. And if there's no people there, then we had a nice practice. Like it's we like it's <laughs> tough to come from Toronto to play with these guys in Waterloo. We practice here. Yeah. And so so it's yeah, so we just like we just work on stuff. If there's people not there, then that's that's fine. We the st- five of us still get to hang out and play music and have fun. Well, the website's really good. I like to nerd out. Oh yeah. I don't know if you if you if you're down with people nerding out about <laughs> stuff. Uh, and there's a lot there. What, what's it like for you to he, to to read someone else's thought about what you put out? I love it. Yeah. Even if it's like not the greatest review, it's still like somebody actually took the time to write it. So yeah, it means something. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great. I think it also like I read everything that people write about us. So I'm just curious. Um, and uh, I think I think it also is sort of like a sort of like a I don't know like a like a stamp of approval that then somebody else could write about us too. Yeah. Like like we uh, I think you know if we can collect kind of all the places that have even mentioned us a little bit in one spot, then it becomes obvious that there's, you know, uh, a, a number of different sources that have given us the time to um, sort of consider us a, a worthy kind of subject to write about. And then I think that's a signal to other publications that that were worth the time. We're not just sort of like a fun band that doesn't care. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's nice. I think it's also like a good tool to use to be able to prove that we're kind of worth the consideration, even if whoever else reviews us is negative it's it's at least they've given us the time to sort of um listen to the music and all that sort of stuff do you think guitar based music or um pop punk will ever hold the the throne hold the throne yeah do do you think it will ever hold the throne or put it down and sit on it i hope so it's still there but it's more underground and i would love to see it come back though and resurface i think that would be like well for me it would be amazing Yeah, uh, then our band might actually be relevant. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, I think I don't know. Um, do I think it will? I, I wouldn't hold my breath. I think yeah. I think there's a lot of other options for guitar music yeah. um, before you kind of land on punk rock or pop punk. I'm not holding a torch for it. Like yeah. I, <laughs> I, I think what's great about music now is actually that. We don't really allow something to have a seat on the throne. There is no throne. There is no castle. Right. It's just that like uh, pe- people can have tastes that are not restricted. Yeah. Oh, for sure. S- speaking of uh, among legends, uh, <laughs> what other types of music do you listen to? Uh, I mean, I, I listen to like a bit of hip hop as well, like. Um is that kind of ashamed of it, as you say? No. <laughs> yeah, that's not oh, my God, I can't I'm just trying to think. That. Is of, that racist? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I was, for a while, I was big into groups like uh, Wu-Tang Clan, uh, more of that, like, golden age sort of 90s hip-hop, yeah, but yeah. Uh, also some newer stuff, like um, Logic would be uh, right. one of the newer artists that I've been listening to. Nice. Is he one of the, is he the guy who, who did a song with Rick and Morty, or is that a yeah. different one? Yeah, nice. Okay. Um. In terms, you think like in terms of non. You didn't have to stop, non- by the way. Oh, it, yeah, yeah do not, more. That's I can't really think of anything else <laughs> right now. But. Usually, I'm busy with homework. You fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, uh, non-punk. Well, I listen to like I listen to a lot of ska um, yeah. outside of like like hard guitar punk rock. Um, but uh, 
I don't know. I really like I really like pop music. Yeah. Um, if I can if I can hear if I can hear chord progressions. So what I, what I don't love in pop music is sort of like single note songs. Um, so, you know, I don't really have any great examples, but, um, I feel like there's like two versions of pop music. One is like, um, like still like pop chord progressions, whatever the instrumentation is. And then there's the other piece that's sort of, uh, more EDM influenced and, um, potentially hip hop influenced that have sort of like, they're a little more focused on, um, the percussion and the vocals that without sort of the without sort of the chord changes. Yeah. If that makes sense. I, I hear a lot of songs like no, it's like Yeah. That's a song. I did that's not me. You got the triplets right. It's that's exactly it. It's yeah. Ninety nine bottles of beer on the wall. Ninety nine bottles of beer. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God! How long have you been making trap music? <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I yeah I don't I don't go for that as much. But basically, there's a chord progression that I like and a melody that I like on top of it. Yeah. I will obsess over it for months. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, same here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's but it would be more kind of genre agnostic at that point. Absolutely. If you were covering a song that wasn't pop punk. You wouldn't be doing it ironically. Yeah. Good pop writing. We have done very few pop punk covers. We do mostly pop songs. Yeah. Um, and then like, and then we turn them into like punk songs or pop punk songs. Um, but yeah, not really as like, not really as a joke. Like, cause I think they're like really good songs (laughs) and we can do what we want with them. There's no, there's no comparison at that point to the original cause it's completely different. Yeah. I try to do that like for us. Like we'll like we'll update songs or whatever and I try to find like if there's something in one of our songs that like you feel like you could listen to forever. We're talking about this today. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I could listen to the end of this song. Like you could just loop that forever. And I would be completely happy to never listen to anything else. And like that's if you can find a song like that, i like I do not care what yeah. genre it is. Like I will I'll absolutely obsess over it until until my girlfriend like smashes my phone and turns off the internet and yeah yeah you know from experience though it sounds like a good time <laughs> it, but it's not no <laughs> i'm kidding what gives the bigger payoff to you guys is it the um in front of the audience interaction seeing them react seeing them seeing them interact with what you're doing or is it the having nothing become something in the in the studio or in the in the creation of the song and the crafting you're making something that didn't exist before you made it yeah that's uh that's a tough question it um, is isn't I it i think it might be a bit of both like i love seeing people at our shows dancing and having a good time um but i love working on songs with the band and you have this idea and then so you bring that to the band and then somebody else well what if we did this and then oh well what if we did this and made this part sound like that and all of a yeah. sudden you have this song and it just sounds amazing and you're like well this started from nothing it's something we created something that's ours it's the way we want it to be um so i think based on just hearing myself say that i think i would go with (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) like writing the actual music i think is probably the most payoff for me for 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 me that's how it is but i don't want to i don't want to have i don't want to like insert in this conversation that that's the bias but it's like it 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 only existed in your head and now it's this thing that anybody can hear. Do you agree, Mitch? Yeah, I love uh, not even so much the song creation, just recording. I just, yeah. like, I just love recording. It's like, a fun practice. Yeah, 
It is. It's so fun. And, uh, and like, beyond sort of putting the song together and, like, wondering, like, oh, what if we did this or what if we did this? Like, uh, hearing it all come together and then, and then adding even more to it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Like, where, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. I love, yeah, recording is my favorite. I can edit this out. I just want to check something. And it has been recording the whole time, oh. just so you know. <laughs> I've had, I've had, oh, God. When you have the crowd, so like the diehard audience that you get at a punk show, that's something I definitely remember, that urge to sing your song with you. Oh, yeah. I, I want girls to like me, but I don't know what to do. And I'm at this punk show. I'm like, I'm not maybe drunk because I'm not old enough to buy booze, and that sucks too. And <laughs> all I have is this band's playing a song that I know the words. Doctor, be easy, you'll be all right. You'll be. <laughs> Do you get the crying uh, fans? Not I'm yet. <laughs> yeah, someday I'm the one who cries, but someday somebody else will cry. <laughs> Among legends, making people cry since 2016. That's the goal. <laughs> it's a dream. Okay, um, so that's a, see, bad way to start a sentence. I was like listening to that last question, being like, I thought you were going to go down this road, going like, you know, it's it's really actually on stage. It's it's what you don't hear. It's the notes behind the notes. <laughs> Basically, we start a song, nothing happens, and that's. But you're, you know what I mean. That's the best part. Yeah. Yeah, the ghost <laughs> notes where nobody plays. Yeah. It's just rests. It's what yeah. you don't hear. <laughs> that was amazing. No, what you don't hear is somebody being like, Mitchell, stop talking. We have to play another song. That's the only thing you don't hear from the crowd. It's people telling me to hurry up. Oh. <laughs> but, the, you know, I didn't have a, a, a second thought. Sorry. <laughs> So, guys, let me tell you something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did I no, spit on you? For no. sure. Sorry. No. Okay. It's great. No, I, I, I wanted to have the audience introduced to the members of the band that aren't here. Sure. I mean, Anthony, our bass player, sexiest man alive. <laughs> According to Anthony. <laughs> According to everybody in the band i think yeah. oh shit <laughs> anthony and sarah are the most the two best the poster child the heartthrobs yeah, yeah for sure yeah. sarah plays drums for us um she's really fucking good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is good yeah yeah definitely the highlight of every show oh yeah. yeah every time we finish a set people are like oh my god your drummer was so good and i'm like thanks i was there too <laughs> 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 yeah and then uh, Ty is our other guitarist. Uh, yeah, you guys, you you've known Tyler. I've forever. known Ty since well, we went to grade one together. So that's when Shit. I met him. So I guess that would have been the year two thousand. So eighteen. You were in grade later. one in two thousand. Yeah. Fuck off. What? <laughs> I'm not good at math, but or I'm just old. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked up the interview by reminding me of my age, dude. <laughs> I always feel like I don't know if I've ever felt any older than like 18, maybe 17 or 18, uh, maybe except for at work. Right. Um, but, but other than that, yeah, like anything I'm passionate about, I'm, I'm, 
I'm like a child discovering yeah, yeah. it for the first time <laughs> every time I think about that. Um, like you can behave in, as intelligently as someone who's aged more past 21, but yeah. you can still have a personality that's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I also, I also wonder if it's sometimes, you know, like we're not... Uh, well, so we're listening to the Antisocial Surf Club um, interview. interview. And uh, right, and they they chat with you, and they say they're twenty two, and I was like, yeah. oh my god, they're so young, <laughs> and like, and and there is, I think for me, maybe there's a pressure about like how other people younger than me have succeeded or not succeeded yet right. at the same age. Like you do like the age comparison. Like, can you imagine that like Taylor Swift is either the same age as me or either one year older or one year younger, and like. And that's hard to, that's hard to, like, that's like a tough thing. And I'm like, oh, I just, I work in Toronto and like I, <laughs> this band is nothing and like all that sort of stuff. But like when I'm, when we're playing music or when we're writing music or when I'm doing something else that I'm like excited about, like, yeah, I think I'm a very overall uh, youthful, I hope. Child. <laughs> Child. <laughs> no, for definitely. Um yeah, but that would be, yeah, the comparison is tough sometimes. The Beatles always fuck me up that way because <laughs> the Beatles were younger than 30 when they made everything. You know, the Beatles... No, were they like, weren't, were they? The Beatles were 27 when they made Sgt. Pepper. God, that sucks for us. John Lennon <laughs> wrote Imagine when he was 31 and I'm 34. Wow. So that's like, and you know, I, I've been aware of what they've done since I was 18, since I was younger than the Beatles first came out. And then as I get older and I haven't written anything nearly as good <laughs> as their early shit, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to age and compare yourself. It is. Yeah. And then it's a mistake to do that. It is. Oh, it, <laughs> Emotionally. For sure. What did, what did Sarah tell us the other day though? That, uh, Billy Talent broke when he was like, he like 30? 30. Yeah. yeah so, so we got a little bit of hope. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a comparison. It's unhealthy to do the comparison, though. Yeah. Like we've been talking about before, you do it because you love it and let the chips fall where they may right. as a result of it. Sure. And not being like, I'm always going to be miserable because we're putting all this work into it and it's not adding up to this thing that I've constructed in my mind right. that Taylor Swift has or the, you know, we're not being approached to play Vegas permanently yet, <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? I uh, can't believe we haven't been approached to play Vegas permanently. Yeah. <laughs> um, can't we just skip all the in-between yeah. shit? Yeah. yeah. No, I think, I think that's a really important, I think you're right. That's a really important distinction. Like we need to be, we need to be happy doing what we're currently doing. And, and if that, if that ma makes us happy, then, then there's no disappointment. Yeah. Um, but I think... Or do you want to see what can come out of it as opposed to having a preconceived... Yeah, exactly. Like, like if, you go into, if you go into every show like hoping that there's going to be like a talent scout there or like an <laughs> A&R representative, or like, you know, like all that sort of stuff, yeah. and then it doesn't happen, then every show is the most disappointing show you've ever yeah. played. <laughs> and that's it's nuts. It's I like, mean, what a terrible way to approach playing yeah. music. Because you're always you're always like getting knocked down. Yeah, yeah every yeah. show you'd be knocked down. I'm gonna get a suit and just go up and come to your shows like with a fake mustache. You don't recognize. <laughs> like, hey, you guys, when I got something, see, I'm H and R. Psych. I'm just fucking with it. Are you guys gonna go on tour sometime? Maybe. Is a thought. It's a it's a it's a desire. Is it a desire? 
I don't know. I think if the like we all have like full time jobs and Anthony's in school right now, so yeah, it's not a huge priority to book a North American tour or a world tour. But right. <laughs> Do you have a next a, a next step that you that would be the the the, the goal to attack? We're working towards like a a full length coming out probably next year. Nice. Um, so like with that coming out, we definitely want to keep playing shows. And we did a few like weekend runs this year. That was a lot of fun. Um, and we can do that, like working around our work schedules and everything. So I think we're just going to keep going, uh, kind of keep going with the momentum we've had and see where it takes us. Right? Can I ask you a question about full length albums? How dare you? Is yeah, that okay? Yeah, yeah, Can yeah. I interview the interviewer for a second? Yeah, go over it. 12 songs, 15 songs, or 18 songs? What, what's the, what do I think you should put out? Yeah. The length? Yeah, this, it's all riding on this one. You, we're split vote. You got to be the... <laughs> 12, 15, or 18? Um, shit, go for 18. Always go for the maximum amount. <laughs> I'm a music fan. I'm a music fan. <laughs> now, your consumer, your average person... <laughs> It, your your best friend number business wise is twelve. I'm sorry. No, I know you're right. Your yeah. best friend is seven, actually. Really? Uh, there. Well, I mean, people in 2018 have been saying like, oh, all these people are because seven is the minimum requirement for a Grammy nomination. So that's like a hip number to go for. Like, oh. put out seven. Put out seven. As a music fan, as a musician myself, I'm gonna put my my vote my foot down on on saying like uh, Todd says 18, but <laughs> strategically 12. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I wonder if there's yeah, there's a there's a preference thing there probably. <laughs> Certainly it's an admirable thing when the band makes their own online presence in today's in today's world and their own music videos. And yeah. Not just because that's what they can or are able to do because they don't have a bunch of you know, lackeys and shit paid for by somebody else that they have to pay back one day and stuff like that. It's like it's this position that you're in to be like Everything that we do is something that we're doing. And be proud of that, in my opinion. I've enjoyed listening to the music a lot. I enjoy you guys being very patient while I reach for the odd <laughs> weird <laughs> laugh that I can't <laughs> properly communicate. Um, but I've, I really enjoyed hearing what you had to say. And uh, the gentlemen from Among Legends that are here. Uh, and, of course, the other people who in the band. Hold on. Anthony. Sarah. Sarah. And Tyler. Tyler, you you stumbled on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, who is here? <laughs> There's five of them in total. We got two of them here. They're going to do some acoustic performances for you next. And uh, thanks, guys. Thanks Thank for you. your time. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, this is Among Legends, and you're listening to We Were Vaguely Saints. <laughs>
Among Legends, and this is our best song, Punk Rock Hoser. Among Legends, and this is our song, Always On My Mind.
I don't know what this could be, but you make me want to find out. Whoa, you're always on my mind. Whoa, you're always on my mind. When you're not here with me, you're all I think about. Whoa, you're always on my mind. Whoa, you're always on my mind. Whoa, I always wish we had more time. You're always on up with fiery red I'm so nervous I can't speak but you hold me close you kiss my cheek and you bring your lips up to my ear and you said well I don't know what this could be but you make me want to find out you're always on my mind yeah you're always on my mind and when you're not here with me you're all I think about whoa listening to another episode of the Todd Donald Show, starring, produced, and edited by Todd Donald. The piano music in the rap is by J.P. Sunga, who you can find at jpsunga.com. The theme music is Mackie Alkino by William Chernoff. Find him at chernoff.band. And I'm Milo Axelrod, Todd's favorite bar none human voice. And I'm not bragging, he wrote this. If you'd like to hear more of my voice, check out my podcast, Describing a Rock, in which I describe some rocks. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please support The Todd Donald Show by sharing it with anyone who might enjoy it. Follow and interact with at Todd Donald Show on Twitter and Instagram. And if you feel like going the extra mile on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review, preferably in its favor. Have a great day, friends. Thank you.